Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the studio. Welcome back to another live stream. Uh, welcome back to Friday. Uh, glad everybody made it to Friday this week. I hope everybody is good out there. Uh, life is good here. Can't complain as usual. Um, yeah, so I'll jaw as I normally do while everybody hops in. But um, yeah, today's good. Uh, I've been working on a new website, uh, which is exciting. Um, trying to clean up my online presence a little bit, kind of in preparation for the Call, we'll call it the divergence of uh, myself as an artist, as Tom Dupree, and Dupree X as a company, uh, which exists to serve other people. So, um, yeah, kind of starting to make those moves and differentiate things. So, pretty fun uh, getting my nerd on. Uh, let's see. What's up, everybody? Berna, yo, what's up? Uh, Maven, Burroughs, how you guys doing, man? Thanks for hopping in so quick today. Uh, I hope y'all are doing well. Happy Friday to you guys. Um, I'm well. Thank you for asking, Maven. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, life is good here. Can't complain. Aside from the allergies, uh, the allergies are killing me this year. But other than that, I'm in good spirits. <laughs> uh, let's see, Berna, man, I wish you did these on Thursday night so I can listen to them Friday night in Australia. Yeah, sorry, man. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Thursday nights are no go for me. Um, I have... You know, I still kind of toy with the idea of maybe switching it to Wednesday at some point, but I feel like right now Friday is good. Uh, I think this is a fun thing to do kind of like, you know, on the way into the weekend. So plus I know that like for all you guys in Europe, um, you know, this is like six, seven o'clock for y'all, I think. So although it might be earlier now with daylight savings time um, or later, I don't remember, I think earlier. Um so like, you know, you guys can have a beer and hang out in the evening at the end of the week. So, uh, I feel like that's a good move. Um, I would be a fan of that. Um, I'm a fan of it being one o'clock, uh, or noon, I guess rather here. Um, you know, kind of breaks up my Friday. And then after this, I've like hit the, hit the gas pedal into the weekend. So yeah, thanks for the suggestion, Berna, but, uh, probably not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, um, let's see what's been going on. Um, still testing Snapchat ads, still, uh, seeing how that plays out. I will say the, I feel like the results of that, um, 1am in Hong Kong. Dang, Jim killing it, man. Um, thanks for joining from all the way on the other side of the world. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Snapchat ads are still, I'm still testing them, but, um, I will say the, the like the carryover from like the conversion from click to Spotify is so far what I'm seeing way lower across the board um, compared to Facebook. So we'll see how much longer I keep testing that for now. Uh, Balela. Hey, Tom. Yo, what's up? I'm new to the Q&A, but I've been watching your videos for several months. Happy to be here. Hey, that's awesome. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for watching the videos. I'm glad that you have found me and that you stuck around and that uh, you've been finding some value in what I've been putting on the internet. So thanks for hopping into a live stream, man. If you have any questions, uh, that's why we're here. So please feel free to ask anything you can think of. Um, hey, Amon, what's up, man? How you doing? Let's see, Jesse. Hello to you. Hey, hello to you too. Are you currently selling NFTs of your music? Yeah. Um, 
Yes, I am. So I'm selling NFTs uh, on Fanfare. Uh, I have a few NFTs on Mint Songs, which I'm going to do a video on soon. Um, and then I have some on OpenSea as well. And um, the OpenSea ones, you know, they don't do great because OpenSea is so big. Uh, Fanfare has been great. The community there has been super supportive. Um, Mint Songs, I've sold one. Um, so still looking at other platforms and always wanting to try stuff, you know. Um, Jim, I'm with you, brother. Bedtime soon. Yeah, for real, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't make it to 1 a.m. anymore, dude. My kids get up at like 6. <laughs> so 1 a.m. is like literally not an option for me anymore. Um, Maven, how have the traffic ads uh, been going this week? They've been going well. Uh, they've been going really well. I'm thinking of starting a bit of a side project, but I'd love to just aim at tier ones. What would be a realistic monthly budget? So I am still spending $10 a day. So, you know, in February, I spend 280 uh, in other months, I spend 300 or 310 and that's like clockwork. So I spend $3,650 a year on my growth campaign that is using the best ad at the time, sending traffic directly to my Spotify artist profile so that people can follow. Um, this week, my costs have actually come lower. Um, I, today I'm averaging at like, I think this morning I was at like 20 cents per click. Uh, and that's in top tier countries. That's the top 16 is what I'm targeting, That, I, but I've narrowed that. I need to update the spreadsheet in the DupreeX Discord, but I've narrowed that to 14 countries. I have pulled out Belgium and Iceland. I've pulled out Belgium because it has been um, a budget eater without much conversion for over half of the artists that I currently manage their ads for them which tells me that there's a pattern. And then Iceland is so small that it's really not getting much budget anyway. And there are a handful of other European countries and like, I guess, territories, collectives or whatever they're called, um, like Monaco, Luxembourg, Malta, uh, things like that, that have comparable population size, you know, a few hundred thousand people. And so I feel like if I was going to target Iceland, it would be best to target it alongside those countries that are similar size because Iceland at like 300,000 people and Germany at like 60 million people, like Iceland's never going to get any budget. So uh, that's why I pulled that out. Not because it's bad, but just because it's, it's not getting any money. Um, so yeah, top 14, I'm at 20 cents a day or 20 cents per click today. This week I've been getting... On my lowest day, I think I got three followers. I usually get about six followers. My best day, I got like 11 or 12 followers. So um, yeah, like on, on average, I'm getting around six or seven followers a day, all from top tier countries. And usually they're coming from Germany, the United States, um, and then UK, Canada, Australia. Sometimes other countries will will poke in there, but Usually those are the ones that I'm getting the most followers from. So all that to say, it's going really well. Still going great. Uh, and the traffic campaigns I'm running for everybody else are doing very well too. Um, let's see. Island Vibes Chill. Hey, what's up? Uh, do you use, use two-step authentication for Instagram? Does it work well? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I should activate mine because I've heard stories of people getting locked out. Yeah, absolutely. Turn it on. 
I can't tell you how many hack attempts I get on my Instagram and I'm not even that big on there. I've got closing in on like what 5,000 followers. It's nothing to write home about. It's not this massive, you know, hundred thousand follower account, but I get pinged like regularly the people trying to hack my account. So I would definitely do turn on two factor auth, uh, authentication on everything you can. That's what I do. I have it turned on for everything because you just never know. Um, and if I have the oppor- if I have the option to do it, I won't do SMS verification. I will do an authenticator like Google Authenticator or like One um, Password or whatever you know you want to use. There's a bunch of different ones out there, but Google Authenticator is the easiest one to set up. Puggers, yo, what's up? How you doing? Uh, yeah, Friday's great, man. Thanks for hopping in today. I'm glad you're here. Um, what are you thinking of Foundation App? Good question, Jesse. Um, I have not gotten greenlit to create anything on foundation. I think it's a beautiful app. I think it's very well put together. I can't sell anything on there yet unless they've changed something recently that I'm not aware of. Uh, I haven't gotten verified to sell so I can only buy. I wish I could sell because I think it's a really cool platform. Canal, what's up, dude? Uh, yeah. Bedtime's like 10 PM and it's glorious. <laughs> yeah, man, you're with me. I feel you. Uh, thanks for hopping in, man. I'm glad you're here. Let's see, Ultra Puggers. I was wondering how important songwriter credits are for songs. Okay. Uh, I was using a fake pseudonym to stay anonymous, but now I'm thinking I should switch to my real name to avoid problems in the future. What do you think? Um, unless a song blows up, you're not going to get paid a ton for that. So if that's not a concern to you, then don't worry about it. If you want to make sure you get paid and get credited, then you need to use your real name because all of to my knowledge, all of those performing rights organizations require your real name to issue a payout and they have to have like your social on file and um, your address and all that stuff. So uh, in that regard, yeah, I would I would do it. But I understand the like pseudonymous thing, pseudonymous thing. Um, I've thought about starting a pseudonymous project and not telling anybody just for me for fun and not listing my name as a songwriter. So I totally get that. Um, do you submit two to three weeks in advance for editorial pitching? I always submit at least a week in advance cause you have to, um, I would say I'm usually between one and two weeks is when I do my pitch. Uh, I try to upload at least two to three weeks in advance. Um, always just to be safe. Uh, see, would it be worth doing and just aiming at UK, USA, Australia, and Canada? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I might include, um, Germany in there at first because Germany is Germany's going to dominate that list. Uh, probably a third of your budget's going to end up going to Germany every time or every day, but that's okay because Germany converts people listen in Germany. It's got hungry music fans and it's going to kind of grease the wheels of that ad account and that ad campaign um, while still being a tier one country that pays out well. So I would include Germany initially for that reason, if it's like brand new, it's a new artist or whatever, and then you can pull it out later. If you don't want to do that, those four are fine. I did just those four for a while uh, when I was doing conversions at the beginning of the year, and I switched my strategy to go to just tier one, and it worked great. Um, You know, the costs were obviously higher, but it worked very, very well. Um, So yeah, if... If those are the four you want to do, do those four. I think that's great. Um, 
let's see, Island Vibes. Wait, really? <laughs> how do you know you're being hacked? Yeah, uh, and how do you think people are trying to hack you? I have a, Go- I have a Google Authenticator. Which one do you use? Um, I use Google Authenticator for Instagram. I know I'm being hacked because uh, I get an email every time somebody tries to log into my account. And it says, sorry, you're having, it's, it's from an official Instagram message. It says, sorry, you're having trouble logging into your account. Uh, to reset your password, click here. If this was not you, please disregard this message or something. I says something like that. Um, yeah, so basically people are trying to brute force hack my password. Um, and so that's how I know. Bmar, what's up, Tom? First time in a live. Yo, glad you're here, man. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Um, for a growth campaign, whenever you edit countries, would you just edit within the ad sets or do you have to do something else in particular? So what I usually do is um, I will have like my current ad set that's running. And if I want to change the targeting inside of that, I will duplicate that ad set, start a new ad set adjust my targeting inside of that one and then turn that one on so that they run together at the same time for at least three days. And then I will turn the old one off once the new one is out of the learning phase and kind of has its legs underneath it and is working. Um, I do that every single time. I never make adjustments inside of the existing ad set. That's not something I ever do. Um, Jim, you mentioned pay-per-click. Where are you advertising? Yeah, so um, I am I'm running traffic ads on Facebook ads just to Instagram stories. And then I'm just targeting like kind of top-tier countries that are more expensive to advertise and pay out more per stream. So the U.S., Canada, U.K., Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, um, Germany, Austria, Sweden, Finland, Norway, Denmark, Switzerland, um, and I know I'm forgetting a couple. That's pretty much it. Just very simple traffic campaign. I've taken a step back from conversions and I've been just running traffic ads and they've been working great for me and for everybody else that I've been using them for. And I'm finding that um, if the mechanics are right for your conversion ads and they're working okay and things are firing correctly, Um, conversion ads and traffic ads are both viable options. Both can get the same consistency and results, um, depending on how, you know, your music and your ad creative and all of that performs. Daniel takes a train. Yo, uh, Hey, uh, experimenting with traffic ads for a release we have out in May. Okay. Do you have plans to put a vid together explaining how you put your traffic ads together? That would be super useful. Yes. I definitely will. Um, I have that written down on my like content schedule calendar that I keep track of all my ideas. Um, in that first, like I switched from conversion campaigns, uh, video that I did. I had a lot of people in the comments of that video asking for a setup video. So I will definitely do one of those. Um, it's probably, it'll probably be, two or three weeks. I think if I remember correctly that I'm going to do that video and have that out for y'all. So yeah. Is there an authenticator app that I can uh, use even if I lose access to my phone? I feel like Google authenticator works well, but only if I have my phone with me. Um, Yeah. So, well, you can log back into your 
Google Authenticator. Hey, new subscriber, Maurice. That's what's up. Appreciate you if you're in here. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, yeah, so I think you can log back into Google Authenticator if you lose your phone with your Google account, if I remember correctly. Um, I use a combination of uh, Google Authenticator and I use, um, not LastPass, I tried that for a minute. I use 1Password. There's a built-in authenticator inside of 1Password, uh, their password manager. So I use that authenticator for some stuff as well. And there really is no rhyme or reason to it. It's basically that, that excuse me, I started out using Google Authenticator and then I started using 1Password and then I started using that authenticator for new stuff after that and haven't switched all of my Google Authenticator stuff over to 1Password. Uh, but the the 1Password one is great. Uh, it's uh, It automatically populates it inside of the extension in like Chrome or Brave. Um, 1Password has a desktop app that lives in like my menu bar. Um, and then there's a mobile app too. So really easy. Let's see, Maven, would you set up a new ad account for each project and a new pixel? I generally like to keep intellectual properties separate. Um, so that would that would be my recommendation. Yes. So, you know, let's say uh, I am Tom Dupree, the artist, and then I have another artist called, um, you know, TD3, which is what my artist name used to be. I would have a separate ad account for each of those. Um, and I would have a separate pixel for each of those so that that information is siloed um, and each of those businesses um, exist on their own. And, you know, for in that scenario, for me, like Tom Dupree making the music I make and then TD3 making something else, not a big deal. Uh, but if it's um, a, a band that you're, you know, a band that you're a part of with other people, that's separate from another band that you're part of with, uh, with different people, or if it's like your artist account and then another person's artist account, um, that's when you really want to keep those things separate. That way, if ever you need to kind of hand over the keys to something, it's not all intertwined with stuff you don't want to hand over the keys for. You always want to make sure that, you know, you can basically give just the thing you want to give and nothing else. Uh, let's see, Belella, I've run conversion ads uh, before months and months ago. I was looking into starting again. Seeing how dysfunctional they've become, how would you recommend getting started with ads again? Um, I would recommend starting out with a brand awareness campaign uh, just to warm up your ad account. I would do that for the first week, um, especially if you haven't run ads at all lately. So I would, I would warm up the ad account with a brand awareness campaign. And then after that, I would use a traffic campaign to send people from Instagram, probably Instagram only, um, to Spotify. And start out just putting the direct link to your Spotify artist profile in the ad. Uh, that way, when they swipe up, they're taken directly to the Spotify app. No frills about it. Easy to get into. Easy to do. And then once that is rolling, um, then you might think about using like a link redirect or something like that, you know, a branded link with your pixel in it if you want to have that in there. Um, 
and then you can move on to conversion campaigns after that once you've kind of got your feet underneath you. And I would start out targeting just kind of like the higher tier countries like the US, UK, uh, you know, Canada, Germany, stuff like that. Um, there's a whole list of them in the DupreeX Discord, which there's a link in the description of this video if you're not in there yet. Uh, go to the data channel in that Discord server and um, scroll to the very beginning and there's a spreadsheet that has all the countries broken down that I've uh, how I've got them listed out. So that's a great thing to reference if you need the help targeting. Um, and just start there. And once the traffic campaign starts, um, let it run for a while and don't touch it because it's going to need time to figure things out. It might start high. It might start at a dollar per click. I don't know. It could. Uh, but if it does, it will come down. So it's okay. Um, let's see. Island Vibes. Do you by any chance export your Google authentication to other devices so you have them in multiple? Does it work well? No, I've never done that. Uh, I don't really know what that would be like. <laughs> I'll see. Aman, once you uh, fully optimize your campaign it's, and it's performing good, how do you continue to test other variables to keep the cost down? So I will always keep my best ad going. Um, I, I refer to this as the, the make it, take it method, um, kind of drawn from my experience in pickup basketball as a kid, you know, make it, take it with basketball. I think everybody kind of knows what that is. Um, so the make it, take it method that I use with my ads is essentially I keep my best ad going and somebody else has to win to get the ball. Otherwise that ad keeps the ball. And so, you know, once everything's optimized and it's settled and it's performing well, uh, I'll keep that ad set and that ad inside of it going forever. I will duplicate that ad set and I will change things inside of it. Maybe it's testing a new ad, keeping the same targeting. Maybe it's keeping the same ad, testing different targeting. And I will run those two ad sets alongside one another for like a week. And then at the end of that week, whichever one is doing better stays on and whichever one is doing worse gets turned off. So if the current winner is, still wins, then make it take it. It keeps going. The other one gets turned off. If the other one wins, then the old one gets turned off and the new one wins and is now the owner of the ball and is, uh, you know, gets to make it take it if it keeps winning. And so I just do that. Basically, you know, I used to do it every week um, when I was really actively testing. I don't do it every week anymore because I've got something that's going that's really good. Um, and I just let it ride off into the sunset until I get ad fatigue or until I release a new song. Let's see. Um, all right, Maven, uh, any plans to do a video on how you set up your live stream and overlay? I love how you utilize the YouTube live, man. I, I honestly had never even thought about that as a, an idea for something anybody would want to see from my channel. So yeah, I can totally do something like that. Um, thanks for the idea. <laughs> um, I have been meaning to do just a general like camera lighting video. I've been asked about that a lot. Like a common question I get across comments is, uh, where do you get your lights? <laughs> so I figured I'd do like a, you know, you know, I got a light here, uh, light back here, light back here light back here, figure I'd do a setup or a video on how I set all that up. Got a key light right here. Um, that could be a video. So maybe that could be like on that same thread, 
talking about setting all of this up uh, to do the overlays and everything. So the short answer to that without doing a full video is I went to nerdordie.com and downloaded a um, preset like stream overlay template. Uh, I think this one's called Glitch. You could probably download this exact thing still and your stream will look exactly like mine. <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't get too fancy with it. Um, let's see. Thanks, Tom. I've been kind of stressed and bummed out that I've been using a, a pseudonym. Yeah. I've been receiving all my payments. Well, so I think you're right. Uh, I don't think these songs will blow up either. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it's really up to you. Um, I totally see an argument for like a pseudonymous artist name. Uh, I think it gives you some freedom, you know, without the pressure of it being under your name, which I think is, you know, can be freeing from a creative perspective if you want to make something that maybe is a little different than what you would normally make. So yeah, I get it. What sort of content would you attach to a brand awareness ad? Yeah. Um, so I'd use the exact same ad that I'm using for a traffic ad or a conversion ad. And for me, if you go to Facebook ad library, you're going to see the ad that I've been running for a long time for hero. Uh, and that ad has been killing it, uh, both with conversion and with traffic. I would use that exact same ad in my awareness warm up that has the album cover, the song in the background, listen on Spotify, swipe up. I would include the call to action. I would include listen now, and I would include a link. You're not going to get a lot of swipe ups and you're not going to get a lot of link clicks or streams or followers from a brand awareness came or campaign, excuse me, but that's okay. That's not the point. Uh, the point is to get a ton of video views and to get as many eyeballs on you as an artist and on your content as possible. And then you'll be able to take all that and dump it into an audience, create a custom audience, create a lookalike audience, and you're seasoning your ad account to um, have that traffic coming through there so that Facebook understands more and more about uh, who your avatar of a user is before you even start to try to send traffic off of the site. Um, Balela, yeah, no problem. You're very welcome. Uh, what I mean by exporting to other devices is it lets you have the code in multiple devices. So let's say you can't access your phone and you can still access your codes. Uh, I was not aware that um, maybe you mean like multiple mobile devices. If that's the case, no, um, I haven't done that. I don't think I would do that. Um, I like having a single point of failure in terms of the phone for that kind of thing. Um, and nobody's going to get into my authenticator app because it's, you know, I think it has to have face ID to get into and all that anyway. So, um, yeah, no, nah, I probably would just leave it on my phone. Treehouse channel. Hi, what's up? Um, let's see, Raph. When running link click campaigns, is there a certain range of cost per conversion for tier one countries that is normal? So like 50 cents to buck 20, assuming you have good creatives and a decent uh, 10 to $20 a day budget. Um, so let's see, a, a certain range. Um so for a link click campaign, we're looking at cost per click. Uh, I, I assume that's what you mean instead of cost per conversion. Um, yeah, for those tier one countries, um, if I can get it in the 30s, I'm pretty happy. Uh, if I can get it below into the 20s, I'm really happy. If I can ever get into the teens, 
you know, I'm on easy street at that point. If it's between 40 and 60, um, not awesome, but that's okay. Uh, cause I know that it'll come down. If it starts above a dollar, I still am not panicking. Um, because I know that it will come down. It's just going to take more time or more budget. Um, I think a common error that many make it when it comes to advertising is you start a campaign and you see a number you don't like. And so you start fixing stuff and you start messing with stuff. And I am learning more and more that the move really is to let it be, let it take its course, let it figure it out. At least let it run for three to five days. I try to let it run for a week uh, before I touch anything or mess with anything because I think that it's it's not necessarily always that the ad is bad or the song is bad. It could be that Facebook doesn't quite know what to do with it. I see this a lot with artists who are like blending genres a lot. You know, somebody's not clearly rock or clearly hip hop uh, or whatever. And, you know, you're fusing multiple things together. Um, and so Facebook has a hard time finding those users. So Whenever it starts out high like that, I usually try to let it just be. Let's see. Treehouse. Uh, do you think that merch should be advertised like songs or is there more things needed to advertise clothing? Um, yes and no. Your funnel is going to be a lot more complex when it comes to selling merchandise. Um, because you're going to want to target and retarget and retarget. And you also are going to want to think about having a solid email marketing strategy in place as well. So that if somebody comes and adds to cart, you can shoot them an email a couple days later, right? Or if they buy X thing, you can send them an email for a discount on Y. The, the, I think one of the biggest goals with merch, and this includes like downloads and things, I think, is you want to pull people off of the ad platform so that you don't have to pay to reach them anymore. You want to get their email address so that you can communicate with them via email and that's free. Um, and they are in your ecosystem at that point. They are not just on Facebook in that ecosystem. So yeah, there are a lot more moving parts to it, but the fundamentals are kind of the same. You're going to start broad and narrow for action. That's what you want to do. Uh, quick question. Have you had any luck with advertising your merch via Spotify using their Shopify collaboration thing? No. I, I mean, I haven't really advertised uh, my merch on Spotify, but I have gotten no sales of my merch on Spotify either. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, which is not surprising. Um, and I think it's good to have it as an option. I'm glad I have it as an option. But uh, yeah, I don't, until, you know, until I'm at, a hundred thousand average monthly listeners. I don't really expect there to be a whole lot of activity from merch on Spotify. I also think that merch on Spotify is still kind of like, I mean, as a user, I don't really pay that much attention to it. I think it's more of a, just an option to have available to artists rather than like an actual revenue generator for anybody who's not huge. 
like I don't do my shopping on Shopify or on Spotify, right? <laughs> um, let's see, Treehouse. Tom, last time I checked, my traffic was almost at seven cents uh, per click. Uh, is that okay? It moves up to eleven after a couple of weeks, though. Yeah, that's totally cool. Depending on which countries you're targeting, so you know if you're targeting like Mexico and Brazil and stuff like that, and it's converting over two streams and you're sure that it's converting over to streams, then seven cents is not unreasonable. Um, you know, I was getting seven cents per conversion in Russia and it was all translating over. So, um, yeah, I, I think as long as it's turning into streams, uh, and followers, then you're good. Let's see. Uh, Raph, whoops. I also forgot to say for your first or second day for that question. Okay. About running link clicks and range. My apologies. Uh, okay. No, all good. Um, so yeah. So if you start out between 50 cents and about 20, uh, and assuming you have good creatives and a decent budget, yeah, that's going to come down. Um, I've watched it happen multiple times in the last month. Um, I have, um, uh, a band that I was, that I did a release campaign for uh, a couple weeks ago and, um, their release campaign started out at like it was like 70 cents a click, something like that on day one. And they ultimately went on to get a popularity score of almost 30 by the following Friday. Uh, and the campaign is in the low 30 cents now. So um, yeah, it, it comes down. It just, you, but you have to leave it alone. That's the thing. I left it alone. I didn't touch it. I didn't muck it up. Um, I just let it be. I let it come down. And by the end of the weekend, it came down. So I think what we often run into is we panic and then we feel like we have to fix it now. And then that in, actually ends up making it worse a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, let's see. Treehouse. Do you think I should maybe move to conversions to try and capitalize on the clicks more since my toned in click through rate is like 64%. If you're running a traffic campaign, I would not be sending that traffic to your toned in landing page. I would be sending that traffic directly to Spotify or a toned in short link. So you can do something like um, my toned in short link for hero is play.tomnupreethe3rd.com slash hero. If you type that into your uh, browser and hit enter, it's just going to redirect directly to Spotify. So if you want to use something like that, that's cool, but I would not use a landing page inside of a traffic campaign. That is probably why your click through rate is as low as it is. I'm actually surprised it's that high. <laughs> if you're using it in a traffic campaign. Um, how long did it take you to monetize uh, your YouTube? I don't even have a hundred subs. So that's a really good question. The short answer is a while. I, I, may, I put out a YouTube video back in 2009 of me doing a drum solo. And I didn't post anything until 2017. So almost 10 years. Uh, in 2017, I started doing a drum cover every couple of months. Um, and then I started posting a daily vlog at the end of 2018. And I would say that is when I started taking YouTube seriously. It took from the end of 2018 until, um, like almost halfway through 2020. So about a year and a half of posting, um, regularly to get to a thousand subscribers, um, and to get to, 
I think you have to have 4,000 watch hours as well. Um, so I, I had the watch hours for a long time. I just didn't have the subscribers. So yeah, it took me like a year and a half of dedicated, really taking it seriously for the first eight months of that. I posted a video every weekday. I posted like 120 something, 130 vlogs, something like that. Uh, it was a lot. So yeah, it took a while, but the beginning is the hardest part. I, it took me that long to get to a thousand subs, but then I went from 1000 subs in like, it was like May of 2020 to 5,000 subs by the end of the year. Uh, and then I went from 5,000 subs, um, the beginning of 2021 to 15,000 subs at the beginning of 2022. So now it's growing like crazy and it grows really fast. And once you hit that trajectory, it will start to turn up, but the beginning is the hardest part. Um, so I was on your Discord collabing with some people. Okay, they needed help with making sure the in-app browser didn't activate for Spotify. Do you have any tips for that? Yo, solo hits. What's good? How you doing, man? Um, yeah. So my experience so far is what my my um, hypothesis, I should say, is that um, using a link redirect keeps that from happening. So when you click open.spotify.com directly in the Instagram app, like if it's a link in bio or if it's uh, on a story or whatever, and you haven't clicked that link to open Spotify before, it's going to open Spotify in the browser. You're going to click play. It's going to jump over to the app store. You're going to, it's going to say open. You're going to click open. It's going to take you to Spotify, the app, and it's going to land on the place you wanted to be. The next time you click open.spotify.com, it's going to jump directly to the app because Instagram and Spotify have now made that connection. Conversely, if you have a link redirect and you click play.tomdepreethethird.com, it's going to open play.tomdepreethethird.com in the in-app uh, browser. Instead of the Instagram app itself, it's going to open it in the browser. And then it's going to redirect to Spotify and it's going to go directly to the app. For some reason, when the link is fired from within the Instagram app, it goes to the app store the first time. But when it's fired within the browser inside the app, it goes directly to the Spotify app. So I think using that redirect is the way to get past that. Um, but I would not say to take that as gospel because I am still testing to see if there is a hole in that theory. Um, Treehouse, I can't directly send people to my Spotify. It doesn't let me, uh, I will try the toned in short link. How do I do that? Um, it should, first of all, Treehouse, if, if when you say it doesn't let you, um, if it's rejecting your ads, go to request a manual review and it will approve your ads. Um, Facebook's ad manager does that incorrectly sometimes. So if that's the case, request a second review. You won't get in trouble. You won't get flagged. Um, and it should go through. I've done that many times. Um, and then uh, the toned in short link. So when you go to toned in and you go to like create a new smart link, it gives you like all the options. You know, there's po music, podcast, big link, a whole bunch of stuff. In the bottom middle is um, short link. I think it's called short link. 
and you just use that and then that helped that's how you create a redirect uh, how regularly would you like to be putting tracks out in an ideal world in an ideal world i would drop a song every month that's what i would love to be doing um and th that's making the kind of music that i make um if i were making something like lo-fi i'd probably drop a song once a week once every two weeks um turning out a two-minute lo-fi track um i feel like you could totally do that every week or two um but yeah for me i would love to be releasing a song a month uh at least for the foreseeable future you know for the next couple of years and then probably slow it down uh once every two months or something but yeah i think the the beginning is like put out as much music as you can possibly stomach. I think that's the fastest way to get it to work. Um, three to four albums this year. Dang Treehouse, killing it. <laughs> that's insane. Um, let's see. Kaifos. Yo, good to see you again too, man. <laughs> How you doing buddy? Um, let's see, Raph, I watched your videos and you said that you should aim for an audience of 50 million to a hundred million. I tried that for your tier one B list of countries and it was super hard to reach that. What should I do? Open up your targeting to get above 50 million. If you need to just target people who like Spotify and don't narrow it, just do that. Um, in my list of now 14 tier one countries, excluding Belgium and Iceland, uh, ages 18 to 34, targeting Spotify only, if I remember correctly, is something like 60 or 70 million people. So if you do that, you should be okay. Uh, Treehouse. So the short links allow it to link to Spotify direct. Yes, that's exactly right. So it will, it will fire the Spotify link in the browser and go straight to it. So you don't have to go to a landing page or anything like that. And, and you can, um, you can put uh, your pixel in that toned in, branded short link as well. So if you want to try to pull data from people who actually clicked the link using that redirect, you can actually do that. Facebook doesn't allow you to pull data from those who actually clicked the link from Facebook when you're making a custom audience, at least not that I'm aware of. I haven't, um, I don't recall that option. Last time I looked, I don't think it was there, um, which is one of the reasons we like conversion campaigns because you get that website data, but this is a way to get that website data um, with a traffic campaign and it works really well. Let's see. Um, would you recommend combining T1A and T1B? Yeah, for sure. That's what I do right now. Um, so the, I was doing just tier one a, um, at the beginning of the year and then in the interest of testing and reporting and sharing what's happening here on the channel, um, I started combining them and that's been working great. Uh, the only pseudo negative, if it can be called a negative really is that, um, Germany dominates that list, but the second most popular country in terms of click throughs for me and for pretty much every other artist that I help, is the United States. So if you want the United States to be number one, for sure, you can just pull Germany and then have 13 countries instead of 14. And the U S should be at the top of that list every single time. 
Um, but having said all of that, yes, I would combine both of them uh, for the foreseeable future until you get to a point where, you know, you've got a built-in following on Spotify. It's big enough to where you can be like, all right, I'm just going to target tier one A and, and be good. Uh, when are we going to get the Tom Dupree uh, and uh, Andrew Southworth music? Man, I don't know. Uh, Andrew and I haven't really talked about that. Maybe one day. Uh, what we do is so similar in many respects that uh, I don't know. It might. I don't know if it would be valuable to have us both redundantly doing the same thing or not. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's something I'll talk to Andrew about. Uh, let's see. I have nine monthly listeners. What should I do? Island Vibes hit the nail on the head. Advertise, bro. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Clue, Cluey. Um, Release as much music as you can. Um, do it for three years and spend ten dollars a day on Facebook ads that sends traffic directly to your Spotify profile. Uh, after three years, you will have spent ten thousand dollars and hopefully will release something like thirty tracks. And at that point, you'll have uh, a little machine that makes money for you while you sleep, and that's the goal. Um, I started with twelve a month. Uh, now almost three k. That's what's up. Let's see, Raph, when running your link click ads, do you usually add tracking, putting the pixel in? Would it raise the price per conversion? If I'm using just the direct link to Spotify, no deep link, or not no deep link, no uh, uh, redirect, then I won't turn tracking on because it's it doesn't matter. My pixel isn't in the open.spotify.com link. If I'm using my redirect, then yes, I will add event tracking on there. It does not change the cost at all. All it does is it allows Facebook to uh, track that data in real time on behalf of your ad. That's it. So, you know, when you go to your column breakdown, then you can see those like conversion event results for your link click campaign. Um in real time as your campaign is going, but it doesn't affect the price or anything because your campaign isn't magically like now optimizing for any sort of conversion event. It's just allowing you to see it. Um, <laughs> a little machine, dude, right? That's what it is. It's just a little bitty digital machine that prints money while you sleep. Like it put it this way. Every single one of us in this chat right now, has music on Spotify and every single one of us with music on Spotify right now in this chat is currently getting paid to be here. We may not be getting paid much. Some of us may be making more than others, but we're all technically making money from a little bitty digital machine that is working on our behalf while we do something else. And that's kind of the goal. One of the goals, at least for me of making my own music and releasing it so that I can create an asset that earns money for me instead of me having to spend my time earning that money. So, uh, you know, my music is that YouTube videos are that these are all little digital assets, little parts of little digital machines that basically make money for you. And that's, that's what you want. Uh, clue. Thank you. Really? No, no problem, man. Happy to help. Uh, Maven, what's the tipping point for monthly listeners when it pays for itself? Um, I think, I think 
it is somewhere around uh, twenty five to thirty thousand, but that depends on country. I would say safe to say probably like fifty thousand. Um, once you get to fifty, I feel like you're making your money back, like handily, and you're fine. Um, are you going to be streaming next week too? Uh, yes, the plan is to be here next week for sure. You like Drain Gang? I don't know who that is. Hey, solo hits. Thanks for the super chat, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, don't feel bad. I got two monthly listeners. <laughs> Learn the game and apply what you're learning. And keep going, dude. That's what's up. Great advice, man. Thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate you, bro. Um, I made 33 euros a month. That's what's up. Pizza money, baby. Treehouse is treating us all to pizza. You guys, you made 33 euros last month. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Raph, would you recommend artists that are just starting off to start with a playlist campaign for a better ROI? That's what I'm doing for all my friends. I think it's certainly a viable strategy for sure. Um, my personal opinion is that the long-term benefits come from followers on Spotify, having built-in followers and releasing music on a regular basis is the ticket. That's the hack in my opinion. Um, I think a playlist campaign is is certainly very, very helpful. And I think it's a good idea, but followers really is the long-term play to me. Um, uh, let's see beats by KLZ. Um, hello, Tom. Hello. Uh, thanks for all the content you put out. I've started advertising after coming across your videos, dude, that's what's up. I love it, man. Congratulations on getting started. Thanks for uh, being here on the channel. Let's see. Also at Treehouse Channel, Blady is the man. Just listen to the new Young Lean album. Um, uh, Maven, where you at? Uh, what are you at? Without leaving the stream, I can't go look. Um, let's see. I assume you're asking monthly listeners. Uh, I think right now I'm at like 11 something thousand. Uh, I fluctuate depending on releases uh, because I'm not releasing any new ISRC codes this year. That is probably going to stay relatively stagnant, but it, it fluctuates between 10 and 15,000. Um, it takes a new release. It takes a, uh, an addition of followers and then a new release to take that up. What happens in my experience is you get kind of like a stair step sawtooth shape. So you'll get a release, like like you're right here, and you'll get a release, and it'll settle back down, but then it'll plateau out higher. And you'll get a release, and then it'll settle down again, but it'll plateau out higher. So you'll go from like, you know, a thousand average monthly listeners, and you'll peak out at like ten, and then you'll settle at five, and then you'll peak out at like fifteen, and then you'll settle at ten. And I think that's what happens when you have a release that does well that hits Discover Weekly. That's how those numbers end up growing over time like that. And then of course, the more work you put out, the more that compounds and the faster that happens. Um, let's see extra cheese on my pizza. That's what's up. Love it. <laughs> let's go. Um, let's see. Did you refer to a song as an ISRC? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, I did do that because I'm a nerd and, uh, I'm not sorry about it. Um, yeah, basically, like, because I'm not releasing any new ISRC codes, uh, I don't have none of the songs I'm dropping this year are going to show up on release radar for my current followers. It has to be a brand new unreleased track 
to appear on release radar for your followers. So I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot uh, by doing that. But the good news is that means when I do release a new ISRC coded song in 2023, hopefully at that point I'll have, you know, 15,000 followers or something like that. And uh, I'll have all that built in leverage so that I may not even need to run a release campaign and my song will go to release radar and then discover weekly without me having to do anything. That's the long-term goal. Um, appreciate the waveform reference. That's right. Um, so with a traffic campaign, when you release new songs, do you link to song or artist? Uh, if I'm, it, de- it depends. So if I'm running just the growth campaign, um, $10 a day, like clockwork, I go to the artist profile. If I'm trying to blow up a release, I go directly to song. So if it's a release campaign, directly to track. Uh, How many ads per ad set would you recommend? How much ratio wise should I increase my budget per ad in the ad set? Um, When starting out, this is a tough one. When starting out, I like between three and six uh, to test. But if your ad if your ad account is pretty new, I like three or less. So if you if you have a new ad account, three or less, one to three, because you want to get things just sort of heated up. Once you've gotten yourself established, you want to start testing new songs, then three to six. Um, I find when you try to do three to six with a brand new ad account, Facebook goes and doesn't know. It's trying to solve too many problems at once, and it doesn't like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my answer. I usually, I try to stay around three or four if I can, because the fewer, the better, but you do want to have options. Three is like the magic number. If you can have three killer sections of your song, all dope, all work, all are cool. And you know, people are going to like them. Try to stick to three if you can. Uh, let's see. You like to do uh, four ads per ad set and then after a week optimize and delete the ones that don't perform well. Yeah, that's exactly it too. Like, um, you know, remove the bad ones after a week or two. Um, and then ratio wise, should I increase my budget per ad in the ad set? So um, do campaign budget optimization so that um, your budget gets evenly dispersed and then only make changes 50% in either direction. So if you're at $10 a day, you can go up to 15 or down to five. Um, that's it. Treehouse, thanks for today's stream. No problem. Uh, so funny. You plan on streaming next week as well. Yes, I will be here next week, uh, next Friday, same time, obviously, same place on the YouTubes. Uh, yeah, you're very welcome, man. Thanks for hopping in and, and uh, hanging out and contributing. I appreciate it. Um, what if you did a $100 engagement campaign beforehand to warm up the account? That could help a lot for sure. Um, you know, if you do it for a week, that's 70 uh right there at $10 a day. Um, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons I recommend that. I just think it's good practice. Um, but even, even then I think for the first month or two, um, you really want to be easy on the gas and you want to give the ad account time to, to work it out and figure it out on your behalf. Um, See, does the swipe up text always work? Uh, I'm running four ads without it, and they're performing more expensive. Thank you so much for the stream. Uh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, 
For me, it does. I like the swipe up text because what it does for me is psychologically answers several different questions for the user all at once. So the question, the first question is, what is this? And you see, listen on, you see, listen on Spotify and you go, okay, this is a song. And then your immediate next question is, well, what am I supposed to do with it? Listen on Spotify again, those two things like, boom, it's a song. Do I have my volume on? Secondly, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then, um, how do I pass that dummy test? It's just swipe up. Oh yeah. Swipe up. Duh. Rather than like, where is the link? Even, even though everybody knows how an Instagram story works, there's still that moment of like, where's the link. But with that, you just, I don't, I know where the link is. Swipe up. It's just like a, it sounds stupid, but it's a psychological little hack that I feel. I wish you were my next door neighbor. (laughs) Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, let's see. I think the stream just, uh, punked out, but that's okay. Um, let's see. I just saw your video, uh, on growing two X in two weeks, uh, where you segmented geographies for targeting is still relevant as a strategy. Um, yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Um, it definitely kind of is. I think, um, my, what I'm doing now is I'm targeting just kind of tier one. Um, so I would lean into that. Um, not so much tier two countries. I probably, or, or tier three, I would probably just stick to tier one, um, with traffic ads at this point. That would be my recommendation. So, sorry, just jumping back and forth to make sure that the stream is still, still going. Cause it, uh, did like a little hiccup action on my end. Um, yeah, well guys, I think, uh, on that note, since um, we've kind of reached a natural stopping point here. Uh, Let's go ahead and call this thing and uh, we'll come back next week. So um, let's see. Are there any strategies that are dead now because of iOS 14 or in general now? No, I don't think I'd go that far yet. Let's just say there are strategies that are absolutely dead. There are some strategies that are different for conversions and for traffic, but that's the extent of it, I think, at this point. Um, yeah, well guys, I'm going to sign off for today. Uh, it's been an awesome stream. If you're not in the Dupree X discord link in the description of this video, go join the discord, go join the discord, come hang out. Uh, everybody in there is nice and fun and cool. So come hang out there and, um, yeah, we'll be back next week, same time. And I will see y'all then. Thanks for being here. Peace.